0: Potters, and welcome back to Clay at Our Core, the only pottery podcast coming to you from the corner of Montgomery Road and Hudson Avenue in peace-loving Norwood, Ohio. This is Episode 31, and I'm your clay pal, Ann Saker. Today, Potters, I want to jump right into my conversation with Jessica Connor, a Core Clay studio member. I'm pretty sure I took the beginner wheel class with her five years ago, and it's been a treat watching her progress as an artist. I especially love her Instagram social media account, full of her pottery, lovingly photographed. It's social media promotion the way it can be. Jessica also is another example of the variety of people who are drawn to clay. She holds a master's degree in medical genetics. She talks here about what she's learned through her pottery. Here's our conversation. Uh, first of all, let me ask you a couple like quickies off the bat here. So what clay are you working with now? What's your clay body?
1: Mostly Laguna 608 and 403, the speckled. Okay. Yeah. What
0: do you like about those?
1: Um, they're really nice to throw, okay. and they like, do really cool things with glazes with the speckles. And sometimes the speckles will, like, run and blur, and sometimes they'll be really, really pop, and sometimes they'll just do other neat things with glazes. So. And what kind of glazing are you using now? I am dipping um, in the studio glazes. Okay, so you're here, <laughs> right, so you're here in our glaze kitchen. Yes. So
0: I know that you like uh, the shiny white, and what else do you do?
1: I do a lot of um Bright colors with opal over. Oh yeah. And I also have been pl- really, really enjoying playing with the June Perry pink glaze oh, yeah. that you can buy downstairs. They'll yeah. mix up that up for you. And I just got the I think it's Monarch satin. It's an orange satin oh, glaze yes. that plays really nicely with the pink. Nice. Um, so I I've kind of settled into more. Um, pastel colors, and then a few, I also like to do, like, brown with speckled white as well, with that kind of, like, retro combination. Oh, yeah,
0: very nice. Yes, very, very mid-century modern vibe to it. Yes. I love it.
1: So, Jessica, tell me about yourself. Are you a Cincinnati person? No, I grew up in a small town in Wisconsin. Wow and you you might hear my accent a little i don't know how just much it's how much it's stuck around um, i moved to cincinnati in 2009 for grad school at UC. yes so i got a master's in medical genetics wow yeah and How'd you get interested in that? i just decided on it in high school and so i got my undergrad in genetics at uw madison and then i came here for grad school and I work on diagnostic genetic testing. Um, I've been working since 2015 from home remotely doing this. It's, you, the work I do, you can do all on a laptop. Um, so as long as I have my laptop and internet, I can do it, which is very convenient. can also get a little lonely. So okay. when my friend asked if I wanted to do a clay class with her, I said, sure. And... We ended up at Cork Clay for one of the six-week beginner classes, and then I was, like, super hooked. I was thinking about it for weeks after, and I signed up for a shelf and did that in the evenings to get out of the house and socialize and get away from the screen.
0: What do you think it was in those first classes that connected so deeply in you, The, the sense of the use of clay, the touch... What, it's always different for everyone. I'm curious to know what what was it you were thinking about?
1: Man, so this was in 2018, so I'll have to think back. Reach back. Um, <laughs> I think just getting my hands dirty. Like, I love being outside, and I love gardening and being in the dirt, and I think that connection to the earth really spoke to me. Sure. Um, and then it, just an ability to be creative, um As a scientist, I've always just kind of thought, you know, I'm not a creative person, I'm not an artist, I don't, I can't draw, I can't do art, and then it really gave me a great outlet to be creative, and it just, like, was a really good match with what I was doing in my day job. Oh, that's
0: very interesting. I have found that there are a lot of people who come to Clay from lots of different disciplines, and they have told themselves all along, "I'm not an artist. I'm not an artist." And then they come and do a class with a friend or on their own, and they discover all of a sudden, "Holy cow! I really am an artist." What was that moment like for you?
1: Um, it's been very gradual. <laughs> I definitely, you know, have tiptoed into that realization. I think okay. so. Um, is it the scientist on your shoulder saying,
0: "Oh, you're not an artist"? I don't know. You're a
1: scientist. <laughs> <laughs> I, yeah, I'm not sure. Um, I'm not sure what, how to explain what that was like for me. Other than very like freeing. I think that having low expectations for myself in ceramics has just kind of taken the nerves away and so I end up saying yes to things that I don't know if I'm ready for or not and just see how they go um so I don't know if if that was a good answer to that or not but that's kind of there's no good just like just a little bit freeing I guess
0: tremendously liberating yeah gets you to think about yourself in a different way so uh what what are you working on now what are you building now
1: I just finished some donut vases, which are very popular, really? and I am going to do mugs next. Oh, and I'm working on a commission for a friend. Um, she wanted some salt and pepper grinder holder, like dishes, so like a little caddy where they can sit and not, like, get salt and pepper all over her table, so that's been a fun thing to figure out, Um, and as you know, you always make more than one, (laughs) so I have seven of them, (laughs) Uh, and so there's like two dishes stuck together with like a little um, handle in the middle, but now I'm thinking I might need to reinforce them with some more clay, so I'm going to go back and add some additional clay in between the two circles um, or dishes so they don't fall apart, Sure. but yeah, that's it's been fun like just kind of figuring things like that out
0: and that I think is where the uh the left side of your brain kind of kicks in and you gets to play around with the right side of your brain where your analytical portion and your artistic portion are communicating with each other to solve little problems like that
1: yeah yeah and I think I'm really organized so that part of my day job or like my daily life has really helped me come complete projects and like set a goal and finish it and not and not drop the ball and like just follow through with things and if I say I'm gonna make 20 donut vases I'm gonna make 20 donut vases or what I called a potter's dozen of donut (laughs) donut vases because they're not all gonna survive
0: Right. (laughs) right I love that term a potter's dozen One of the things that made me really want to sit down and talk with you a little bit, Jessica, is that you really have, I think, you've really nailed the whole social media component of working in pottery. I don't. Our our listeners here really ought to dive into overbook clay on Instagram. That's the name of your pottery. Mm -hmm. And uh, tell me the name. How where the name come from?
1: Um, It is uh, the street that I live on. So I was playing. I kind of stumbled into selling pottery. I was doing Instagram stories and then people would just call me and ask, you know, do you have any vases for Mother's Day? And I'd be running around my house taking pictures and I decided I might as well just make a website. And then a website needs a name and I had a friend who said that she would trade me some pottery for like a brand package. So she yeah Yeah. so she designed it for me and um yeah I was bouncing the name around with like gardening things and clay and or earth you know and then I was like haha what if I just call it overbrook clay and then I was like that actually sounds really good and (laughs) and I really started making a lot more when I um got a wheel at home and so it just very much feels like from my home to your home um I don't try to make or do things that I think are trendy or that other people will like or will be well received on social media. I more just make kind of what I like sure. and the people who also like it will appreciate it.
0: What do you like about the donut vases that you make?
1: Um, I've really gotten pretty efficient at them and it it's the double walled thing is kind of a fun Thing to do, because you start with, um, it's going to be hard to explain it verbally, but um, you start with two walls, and you have to close them together, and it's like, they're never going to join, they're never going to join, and then all of a sudden, whoop, yeah. it's one thing, and yeah. that's really, I don't know, it's kind of fun to see.
0: How do you make sure that the sides are all even? Because once you close that, you can't really go back in and make sure that this, that the wall is even all the way
1: around right right so i just try my best (laughs) um i also trim the other side right so that they're round and they're not totally uniform like you'll see one side is a little bit different shaped than another one but um yeah i i haven't spent a crazy amount of time making them perfectly round to be honest but my, it's just the basics in pottery, you know. Don't you know? Make your base an appropriate thickness, and make your walls an appropriate thickness, and um, cut some in half once yeah, in a while. For sure,
0: <laughs> for sure, because that tells you a lot, doesn't it? Yeah, um, yeah. And I, I do like. You're right. The the trick of getting a donut to close uh, is both. Harder and easier than it looks, right? I mean, once you do make it match, it, it it seems like it should be going that way anyway.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. Like it was always like that, right? And that idea came from a friend, a group of scientist friends that we have like a group chat, and I was like, I don't know what to make next, and she, my friend, sent me that like a donut vase. It was it was different than than the ones I make, but I was like, I can't make that, and then. I figured it out, so in my own style. Interesting, right.
0: What's it like to throw at home? Because I throw here in the studio, and there's always people here, and it's always busy, and how are you doing that at home?
1: I really like throwing alone at home and not worrying about what I look like. I can listen to whatever music I like at whatever volume. (laughs) I don't have to wear shoes. Right. (laughs) How do you manage water? I have buckets so I have a door out. so my my studio is in my basement and there's a door out to um, a little patio and I just have two buckets one that's cleaner than the other and I do the you know clean in the dirtier one first and then rinse in the cleaner one and then um, once the cleaner once the dirty one is really dirty that one gets dumped outside and the cleaner one becomes the dirtier one. Okay. So, okay. Yeah. And um, I mop every time, which I don't like doing, but it's really important to keep clean because that's also where we watch TV and right. do other, you know, hanging out things. So. And
0: dust is insidious if you're not on top of
1: it. Yeah. It yeah. Up and once in a while, I'll pull everything out and hose it down and get it really clean yeah. yeah
0: so that's what piece of advice do you have for people who want to start a home a home uh, studio
1: um collect five gallon buckets right. <laughs> they can never have enough buckets That's a fact. <laughs> I think if you can go check out other people's studios I I would have liked to do that but it was of course during the pandemic right. so um and just work with what you have, I think. I we have a, I have a wedging table that my boyfriend made out of wood that we had around, and it works great. And I have just a bunch of other random shelves and five-gallon buckets and a wheel. Wow, that's great. <laughs> so get a
0: boyfriend who can build tables. Yeah, so that's, a wood, that's what I'm taking away from somebody this. Somebody who
1: can do woodworking <laughs> is always a good match with ceramics.
0: For sure. <laughs> for sure. So uh, just what do you know now about the whole experience of pottery that you wish you'd known when you would gotten started? I
1: I think everybody says this, but don't get attached to things. Right. Um, I would tell myself to not try and save so many pieces, and if it, things are going south, just to lose them and um, start over. Right. And for all the lefties out there... Don't bother trying to throw clockwise. It's like the one ambidextrous art that you don't need special left-handed tools for. So just throw counterclockwise like everybody else. It'll be fine. I learned to throw clockwise because that's what my teacher told me to do. Because she was like, well, you're a lefty. You throw clockwise. And it was, I wish I would have not because it makes it harder to learn from from watching other people, and every lefty will be like, "Well, I do that all the time. I flip things around in my head all the time," um, and it, but it still is just like one less thing to worry about. So, did
0: you retrain yourself to throw counterclockwise? Excuses? Not yet. Okay. I've okay. thought
1: about doing it, but it's been like four years now, so I'm yeah. like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, but it's 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 fine for me. Um, I don't plan on teaching, so right. It shouldn't be an issue, but I might do that someday. The other thing that I touched on a little bit before is, like, the thing about, like, just because you don't have an art degree or haven't, you know, done anything artistic doesn't mean that you're not an artist and you're not creative. Um, So that's what I would tell anybody starting any new art. Does that... If you are doing art, then you're an artist. That's right.
0: That is so true. If you're doing art, you're an artist. It doesn't have to be good art. It's just the effort to do it that matters. Yeah. Awesome. So, uh, how did you how did you start selling?
1: Um, I just I so stumbled into it like I said like my friends kept being like I want to buy I want to buy a vase from you or I want to buy some planters for you I had I just had like a lot of really great support from friends and um, family as well and yeah and then last year Sam was like somebody needs a partner for the spring fair do you want to have a half a booth you always have a lot of ceramics made and I said yes okay and I said sure that's kind of how everything like every progression of my selling has just been like sure (laughs) why not try this and um so last year I found there's a market with no booth fee in my neighborhood so I did those and um I think I did five markets last year And then in the end of the year last year, I met a florist at a different market that I wasn't selling at, um, but I was checking it out, and I asked if she ever would be interested in selling handmade local ceramics, and she was. And so she has been um, a great wholesale partner and um, loves having handmade stuff, um, And we kind of bounce ideas off of each other, and uh, that's been a really great partnership. Because vases and planters are my favorite things to make.
0: And the reason for that is
1: you can play around with shapes a lot. Um, Like a mug, there are all different kinds of shapes of mugs, but things, the things you need to think about are different with drinkware, tableware, it's like how is it going to be held in the hand and touching the lips, and there are certain things that you kind of just have to have to be a functional thing to drink out of or eat off of. But with faces you can get crazy and right. yeah, make them shaped like a donut. <laughs> right.
0: Exactly. You have a lot more fluidity. There's a little less expectation that comes to a vase or a planter than it yeah. might be to a mug.
1: And people like all different kinds, like people like the single stem bud vases and people like the huge bucket vases or weird bubble shapes or all different kinds of things. So I I like playing with the shapes on the vases. Have the donut vases
0: been your best sellers?
1: At markets, yes. Okay.
0: What do you think it is about that vase that appeals to people?
1: I think it... I don't know. I guess it's surprising. I just had a market on Saturday, and I actually didn't sell any donut faces, but every single person who saw them had just a huge smile on their face. It just, like, brightened up their, their day, and, like, they would pull somebody else over and be like, look, it's a donut face.
0: Wow.
1: Yeah. So I, I guess that they bring, I don't know, joy to people. They're, they're <laughs> yeah. fun and unexpected
0: absolutely i mean there's that negative space right in the middle there that uh, uh the clay hugs and uh it really brings a lot of uh you have to interact with it in an interesting way
1: yeah um and it's i mean everybody knows what it what shape it is right. when they see it though one person called it a bagel and i thought that was funny
0: okay well you know that's an option there too right yeah. I mean, you Bagels, I think, would be a little bigger, a little heftier than a than a donut base. But, probably.
1: Uh, okay, that's really amazing. So, what are you working on tonight? I. I'm probably not going to do ceramics tonight. Oh. Okay. Um, What's your plan for tonight? I'm gardening tonight. Okay. It's a nice day out. It
0: sure is a nice day out. Well, that's really... But while you're gardening, you're thinking about ceramics, aren't you? For sure.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I tried to take a rest day yesterday after my market on Saturday, and then I ended up playing with those salt and pepper caddy things. So um, I don't think I'll have time tonight to work on those. But if I do feel like I need to touch clay which usually happens every single day I have reclaimed clay that I need to wedge so that's that's a whole other thing doing at home that we could talk about and maybe
0: oh I think that's a very good idea we will do that because that is a big that's a big challenge even if you're not throwing it home if you're taking your clay home to reclaim that's a great idea to talk about that and we will do that well, Jessica Connor, it's so wonderful to get a chance to sit down and talk with you. I really admire the work that you do and your social media interaction, and it's really inspiring to see you go out there and, uh, and uh, show your art to the world.
1: It was nice talking to you, too. Thank, Thank you. Thank you very much. Thanks so much.
0: Jessica is correct here at Potters. It's not possible for us to remind ourselves often enough that we can't get attached to the work. No single pot teaches you the whole lesson. It's every pot you throw, every pot you glaze, every pot you pray makes it through the firing that is the education. Potters, you can find Jessica Connor at Overbrook Clay on Instagram, and I urge you to give her a follow. Now a few studio notes. Reminding once more that our prices will be going up in July for clay and glazes and tools, so now is a great time to stock up because you know you want to, and I'm giving you permission to do it. You deserve it. Next, the second of our two part Clay Club session on crystalline glazes is on for June 20th, and the following week, June 27th, studio member Kendall Taylor will be presenting on the clay friendly shape that is the humble mushroom you listen to episode 30, you know Kendall is a delightful person and you'll get a lot from her session. Finally, a reminder that the next monthly first Friday gas kiln opening is July 7th. The pots coming out of the Clay Club glazing class will go into this firing, but anything can get a ride in the Big Bailey that week. Be sure to get your wares, your wares on the glaze carts by June 3rd, which is a Monday, because we'll be closed on Tuesday, which is July the 4th, which is Independence Day. So that's all from me on episode 31 of Clay at Our Core, the pottery podcast of Cora Clay. Looks like another beautiful weekend in Cincinnati coming up, and the Reds are winning. I hope you're making some nice pots, and here's to the kiln gods smiling upon you.